Good morning from Beirut, Lebanon. This is Mina Now. It's Wednesday, November 4th, and this is your daily morning briefing. Kicking off the news in Lebanon today, first off, President Michel Aoun and Prime Minister-designate Saad Hariri have agreed on an 18-member cabinet of specialists and are currently working to distribute ministerial portfolios among the various sects. Basically, an 18-member cabinet of non-partisan specialists means allotting one ministry for the Druze sect, mainly to the Progressive Socialist Party headed by Walid Jumblat, and of course, nine Christians and nine Muslims. Caretaker Prime Minister Hassan Diab on Tuesday warned against, quote, trying to overthrow the forensic audit of the central bank, which would prevent the Lebanese population from knowing the truth behind the disappearance of their deposits. Now, according to Diab's statement, BDL has only delivered 42% of the documents requested by Alvarez and Marcel, withholding the rest and citing banking secrecy law. But Diab stated that the forensic auditing contract that was signed by Lebanon is consistent with the provisions of banking secrecy law and the monetary and credit law. Lebanon's lead investigator in the August 4th Beirut port explosion that killed more than 200 people has been informed that French experts have so far reached no conclusion on the cause of the blast. At the moment, judicial investigator Fadi Sawan was provided with the preliminary information during a call on Tuesday with a French judge investigating the blast. The French judiciary has actually opened its own investigation into the explosion as many French citizens were among those killed and injured. In rounding up the news in Lebanon, Lebanon records 1,512 new coronavirus cases and 15 deaths. This comes as the head of the Parliamentary Health Committee members recommended a two-week lockdown to curb the spread of the virus. Shifting to the second segment of this episode, the region at a glance. First off, Daesh claimed responsibility on Tuesday for an attack in Vienna that killed at least four people without providing evidence in a statement from the group's Mac news agency that was posted on Telegram. The statement was accompanied by a picture of a bearded man named Abu Dagnah al-Albani saying he attacked crowds in central Vienna on Monday with a gun and a machine gun before he was killed himself by Austrian police. Iran's supreme leader mocked America's presidential election on Tuesday in a televised address, quoting President Donald Trump's own baseless claims about voter fraud. This comes as Tehran marked the 1979 U.S. embassy hostage crisis. Now, Khamenei added that the result of the vote, quote, is none of our business, meaning it won't influence our policy at all. He continues by saying that, quote, our policy is clear and well-calculated, and people coming and going will have no impact on it. Dubai ruler Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum said on Tuesday he had received an experimental coronavirus vaccine, becoming the latest UAE official to take part in the trials. Currently, two vaccines are undergoing third-phase trials in the UAE, one produced by Chinese drug giant Sinopharm, and the other being Russia's Sputnik V, named after the Soviet-era satellite. 
Turkey is evacuating a second isolated military post in northwest Syria, pulling back from territory that is controlled by Syrian government forces to an area that is still held by insurgents and Turkey-backed rebels, Turkish and rebel sources said on Tuesday. But now a second Turkish source said that Turkey was preparing to pull back from additional posts located in areas which Syrian government forces recaptured in an offensive launched last year. Qatar's ruler said on Tuesday that the long-delayed vote for the country's policy-reviewing chamber will be held in October 2021, marking the Gulf Emirates' first national election. Now, the currently unelected Shura Council advises the absolute ruler, who is Emir Sheikh Tamim bin Hamad Al Thani, on draft laws, but does not create its own legislation and can be overruled by a simple decree. Defense lawyers in the trial of Sudan's overthrown president, Ahmed al-Bashir, over a 1989 coup on Tuesday, kept up accusations that the prosecutor general was ineligible for the case. This is the first time in modern Arab history that the leader of a coup has been put on trial. And if convicted, Bashir and his co-accused, including former top officials, could face the death penalty. And finally, in rounding up the news on the region, Saudi Aramco's greater focus on developing natural gas resources paid off with record daily output of the fuel. But it still wasn't enough to keep the kingdom's power plants supplied when they needed it most. Now Saudi Arabia consumes all the gas it produces, much of it to generate electricity. Because gas pollutes less than crude, power plants prefer it as fuel. Saudi Arabia is the world's biggest oil exporter, but it's also well endowed with gas. However, it has been slow to exploit this wealth, unlike neighboring Qatar, the biggest exporter of liquefied natural gas. But now Algeria, which this year holds the OPEC presidency, said that both Saudi Arabia and Russia were pressing fellow members to prolong the current oil supply cuts into next year, rather than narrowing them as planned. Algeria supported the proposal, and it was the first country to publicly do so. And, of course, on this episode, social sentiments in Lebanon. First off, the Rafiq Hariri University student elections caused quite a buzz on Monday night in Lebanon after independent candidates going by the name of RHU Independence won four out of the seven student council seats with many users, most notably activist groups and news outlets, praising them for their win by sharing Instagram stories won and describing the way that this success and the recent one witnessed in LAU student elections by independent student candidates gave them hope for the future of Lebanon, especially within the younger generation. The forensic audit of the Central Bank of Lebanon has been the subject of quite some controversy with more than 1,500 tweets discussing the recent developments of the audit by Alvarez and Marcel in which users blamed and condemned Central Bank Governor Riyad Salemi for unlawfully obstructing the process with the excuse that the banking secrecy laws did not allow it. This, however, was disapproved by some news outlets and economic experts who clarified that these laws did not apply to the government finances and accounts. While many were disappointed, some were not surprised to witness this obstruction since they considered it to be the governor's natural reaction for protecting the interests of the political elite. On a lighter note, with almost 10,000 tweets and selfies, the hashtag Surtak Mal Kammeme started trending in Lebanon on Tuesday evening 
as an attempt to encourage people to wear masks while also serving as a reminder of the increasing number of cases in the country. Now, the idea of taking a selfie with a mask proved effective as the hashtag went viral under two hours, with many people taking the time to express caution and worry over the worsening spread of the virus and also advising others to socially distance as well. Having said this, we have now reached the end of Mina Now's podcast episode. Thank you so much for your time. And as always, don't forget to subscribe. I'll be here every morning. This is Mina Now.